Welcome to the Executive Central Podcast, and today we ask, do you own your own career? Rob Barmer will talk through understanding your own brand, and do you use it to determine the path of your career? I'm Phil Dobby, and that's today on the Executive Central Podcast. And Rob Barmer is with me again, Managing Director of Executive Central. Rob, I reckon a lot of people just seem to go from one job to the next without even thinking too much about it. You know, if there's an opportunity, you take it. So what's wrong with that? I mean, if you're climbing the uh, the corporate ladder, why not go with the flow? Oh, I don't think there's anything um, in, in general wrong with it as an idea. I mean, I would be an advocate that people, uh, in, in the concept of owning your own career, you always need to be open to you know, career opportunities that might be there. Now, they might be opportunities within your existing organisation um, or they might be, you know, change of jobs, uh, changing organisations. That's fine. Um, I, I think it's more about the why I'm changing mm. uh, rather than the fact that I'm changing. You know, it's if, if it's a change for the sake of, oh, look, I don't really like it here and... Um, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling impatient or I'm feeling like, uh, you know, I'm not getting the most out of this opportunity. I'll just try somewhere else. That's the sort of grass is always greener on the other side mentality. And yeah. that's unfortunately not always the case. Although often it's money, isn't it? People particularly, and I think there's maybe there's a difference between what you do early on in your career and when you're perhaps a bit older and wiser and what, and what you do then. But in the, in the early days, you just want to get your, your, your salary up as much as possible, don't you? Yeah, and again, that's understandable. People have got, you know, financial pressures on when they've got young families or even when they're just starting off their careers, you know, they, they're trying to get ahead. So you can understand that. Um, I, I think the cautionary note again is jumping for short-term financial gain without there being, you know, a logical reason, you know, in the long mm. term that this is supporting. You, you, you know, we've all heard stories about and people will look at someone's resume and if there's a pattern of them staying for you know nine to 12 months and then jumping ship um that's probably not a really great look you know there's there's got to be a, a story um you know one of the things and we'll perhaps talk about this a little bit more in a moment uh is you know what's your brand what's what's the brand that you are creating so in mm. my case what's the brand rob barmer and if someone was looking at that whether it's someone within my own organization uh, or, you know, a potential new employer, what would they be seeing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it also passion? Is it what you're passionate about? Is that, it's a slightly different thing. But if you, yeah. if you, uh, if you, if your career is directed by what your passion is, then you're not going to go wrong, are you? Well, I, I would say, uh, you know, talking about brand, you know, if one of the brand attributes you have is that you are a passionate advocate for what you do, mm. um, that's a really positive brand attribute. Um, and, you know, tends to create a sense of energy and trust around you. So energy is easy, isn't it? I mean, if you're an energetic person, then then people see that. But that is not everybody. Uh, and there might be other attributes that might be less clear. So I guess the question is, you know, how do you make sure if you're talking about brand? Uh, because, of course, you know, when you when you talk about brand for a product, you try and narrow it down, don't you? You say there's two or three things that make this product distinctive. I guess it's the same with people. But, I mean, you often don't know what those two or three things are that are distinctive about you. Or maybe you've got it wrong. Maybe you're seeing yourself in one way, but everyone else is seeing you in a different light. Yeah, that's that's very true, Phil. And, I mean, in this concept, and this is where I, I think going right back to what you said at the start about, you know, talking about owning your own career, one of the things that we've really got, you know, in terms of what we have direct control over 
is, you know, what I call the power of you, you know, the, the true bringing the full version of ourselves to our work. Right. Now, what does that mean? Um, Sounds dangerous about, to me. <laughs> well, well, it could be. You, know. you could get yourself sacked. Yeah, I was just going to say, in the days of you know Facebooks and Snapchats and things, we've got to be very careful what the full version of ourselves is that is on display <laughs> at times. Um, but what I really mean by that is, that, you know, you talked about, for example, strengths. Now, mm. yeah, we do a lot of work with people on uh, using a tool called Strengths Finder, which is a, a Gallup tool, and it's fabulous, and it really is all about identifying what are your unique Unique strengths, and right. I talk about unique because uh, you know everybody. You know, you, you might be described as a strategic person, and I might be described as a strategic person. But what makes us strategic is going to be very different from each other, right? So it's the real unique attributes that create that strength. For right. Us. So tell us what is what is what are your Rob Barmer's strengths? Then you can, <laughs> well, you- for example, uh, and by the way, let me just say everybody has these. So I'm not sort of being up myself here talking about my strengths. But the the the, the powerful thing is so the, so my five were strategic is number one positivity, one that's called woo, which is short for winning others over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The fourth one is then communication, and the fifth is called arranger, right? Now, at a macro level, those, you know, people would be thinking, oh, I know what strategic means or communication, Mm. I know what that means. But the really powerful thing about this particular tool um, is that the, 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 the story that goes behind why each one of those uh, strengths of mine is totally unique to me. Yeah. So, for example, there is a common th- theme that runs through, uh, you know, I think three of them that talks about storytelling, right? So, I love to uh, gather information, find out facts that I can somehow weave into a story. And when I read that, I went, oh, wow, that just nails me because that's sort of, I've made a career out of doing that almost, you know, it's where, yeah. that's what I do when I'm working with people. Um, there was another thing about finding the links between how things connect, you know, the, the, oh, this is happening over there, this is happening over here. Oh, look at that. There's a there's actually a common thread in that. So do you use that then to do you really focus on what jobs you should be going for? Because, I mean, a lot of the time, I mean, we've all been through that stage, haven't we, where we seem like we've applied for lots of yeah. jobs and they're not getting anywhere. And then we look back on it and we go, well, you know, that, that is because I was applying for jobs that weren't really related to what my strengths are, what I'm really good at. Yeah, uh, well, quite possibly, quite possibly, Phil. That's a very um, common issue if, you, if you're really not aligning those strengths with the job. There's a great little catchphrase that uh, my colleague, Renee Mathis, taught me which was all all around this strengths which was you need to be able to name it claim it and then aim it Mm. so what she means by that is the naming it is being able to describe your strengths and really the unique elements of this of each of those strengths that are that are you that's kind of what we just talked about uh Claiming it is looking back and being able to give the evidence that supports that from from what you've done in your career or in in the past, right? Yeah. The aim it part is how am I going to therefore aim those strengths at something that I'm looking to do in the future and a and a potential job as an example is one of right. Those. But that claim part gets down to experience, doesn't it? So say there's a job that you think I want to uh, I want to aim for that job because I think it is a a skill set that I have. I just haven't got uh, I claimed it because I haven't picked up the experience yet uh, but if I had this job then I would gain that experience but then of course you're going to be told well you're not right for this job 
because you haven't got that experience to which your answer is going to be yes but it is so me i can do this well see that really points at a very important thing around owning your own career phil that Mm. i think probably gets missed by a lot of people when we talk about career and career planning people tend to be thinking at a you know at a job level, meaning what's my current job, what's my next job, what's the job after that, where, do, where am I heading in terms of future jobs? Whereas the, the bit that probably gets missed is uh, around uh, experiences or projects that I can do in my current job mm. that will help my career. So how can I get more of that evidence that I can claim around my strength of communication, for example, or my strength of arranger? Uh, within what I'm currently doing. And and so there's it's really saying that career, owning your own career is a lot about making sure that you are taking the opportunity to, you know, to gather experiences that are going to be valuable career wise, not just be thinking, what's my next job? What's my next job? Right. So it's that a, sense? it does. Absolutely. What you're talking about is having a career path rather than the, you know, the, what I described at the beginning, where you're just going with the flow from one job to the next. But I mean, it's, and you, you've mentioned that tool for trying to find out what your unique points are uh, when you're trying to understand. I think you used the expression, the power of you. Is that, is yes. that the only tool or the other ways of doing that, of trying to find out what it is that is, you know, distinctly unique about you? Well, there are a- absolutely other ways. Um, and I would say the simplest one to think about is, am I bringing the full version of myself to work, to my work? Yeah. Right. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, yes, in my case. Right. So when I was starting my career, I studied electronic systems engineering. Right. So one part of the description of Rob Barmer was, oh, he's an electronic systems engineer. Great. So if I turn up uh, at my first job, and which, you know, let's face it, it was, a, it was an my first job was an engineering-based job. Uh, I could have turned up to my first job and said, right, here I am. I've got an electronic systems engineering degree. Terrific. Well, so did the other 75 engineers that worked in the open plan office Mm. that I worked in, right? So that might get me a ticket to the dance, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to, you know, be the star of the show or anything like that. Not that it's about being the star of the show, but how do I stand out is what I'm sort of talking about. Now, um, what I learned uh, very early on, on in my career was that probably my first promotion didn't come from the fact that I was doing a great engineering job. It actually came from the fact that a bunch of my mates at work and I decided to form a rock band. <laughs> right? and, and we did. And it was a very, you know, a very famous, surely you'll have heard of us, Phil. It was a, a rock band known as the Jungle Studs. Oh, the <laughs> Jungle Studs. You remember. Well, I, my goodness, I've got all your albums. Yeah, yeah, you've got, you've got all my albums because there aren't any. Uh, but, uh, but let's just say we were a bit of a hit around the pub scene of Sydney in the 90s, right, in the early 90s. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So, we, uh, but but the, the bit that's sort of relevant to career, and, I, and I, it's, it's a funny story, but it's so true, was that we had a big company conference being held in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales, and everyone in the company was there, all the senior execs, whatever. Well, my mates and I decided that we would put on a surprise concert. So we set up the band in one of the, the spare function rooms and just started playing after dinner one night. And gradually people started wandering past, what's going on in there? And next thing you know, everybody was in there partying on and it went off. It was fantastic. Mm. Um, and this guy who was the who was a very senior member of the executive team came in and, and he goes, he, he started chatting to me and he goes, oh, look, I really, that was fantastic. I love the fact that you can sing. I'd love to be able to sing, but my family won't even let me sing in the shower. I'm hopeless, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, we're having a conversation and connecting uh, in a way that we would never have done before. 
because yeah. I was like four levels below him in the organization. Now, uh, it turned out that probably six months down the track, he hired me into a sales role and that was the career direction that, you know, there was a major sort of directional change in my career. Mm. Now, you, you kind of think, but oh, we're not all, well, yeah, and we're not all singers, Rob. I mean, you, what you're giving no. us there is an example of, uh, you know, of, of, a, of, a, of a skill that a lot of us don't have. So, and, and, and how we differentiate ourselves is going to be perhaps be a little bit more nuanced than that. So it's, it's yes. going to be harder to find that, that point of difference. Well, uh, so so yes, that might be one that really stood out from the crowd. But I would I would uh, submit that everybody has in if you look at their interests across the board. You know, it's not just Rob the singer; it's Rob the golfer, the Rob the tennis player, Rob the dog lover, Rob the family man, Rob. You know, blah, blah, mm. whatever that is, all of the elements of Rob are things that I've learnt to bring the table. Now, not inappropriately, but you know, I'm allowing people to see the. Uh, you know the full version of of me, and and that gives them more things that they can connect. Right. With. So I think one of my traits is uh, so we're finished talking about you now. So let's start talking about me. I think uh, sure. <laughs> I'm far, far more interesting, Phil. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, not really, because this is actually a really boring example. But I want to give you a boring example to try and tease out how what I might do with this. I think one of my uh, one of my traits is that I am just relentless on something. So. Um, I won't let go if if something's not uh, you know if, if something needs perseverance then I'll persevere basically and I think resilience that, and perseverance yeah, yeah absolutely and I you know not everyone I realise not everyone has that and I think I, I've got it more than more than most so how do I showcase that and should that determine and I, I think it does determine the sort of work I do because now I'm involved in stuff that needs to be produced every day uh, in and out coming up with new ideas every day and and I'm fine with that because of that. Uh, uh, because of that perseverance in in my personality, but how yeah, do talking I to, talking to clients on the other side of the world at that uh, sort of stuff? Late, yeah, yeah, very late hours, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> absolutely, right. yeah. but just but you know, I don't start projects and think, well, I'm going to finish this in six months. I start projects and go, be great if I'm doing this still in ten years' time. That that sort of mm. perseverance. Um, yes. So, but how do you how do you bring that sort of out a, a trait like that? How do you sell yourself and say this is part of my brand so that it gets recognised at work? Well, I think a great, you know, let's, let's come back to name it, claim it, aim it. Yeah. You know, now, you've named it. You've described what that is. And in particular, you've given some context around how that applies to you. The claiming it is to be able to say you yep. can see evidence of that from what I've done. For 10 or 15 years. Aim, yeah. yeah. Yeah, correct. Mm. The, the aiming it part is then connecting that strength or that skill in this, uh, you know, or, uh, attribute to something that you're looking to do moving forward, right? So if you like, you're meeting a need that the client has, you're, and you're the solution to that need. Right. So when you talk about my brand, I've got to sell those benefits. I've got to repeatedly sell those benefits. So people, when, they, when they're thinking of those strengths, they think of me. There's a tendency, we've got to realise that most of the decisions, most of the big decisions about our career will be happening when we're not in the room. Yeah. So they're, mm. they're made by other people when we're not in the room. So do I get this job? I'm not in the room. Do I even get this juicy work assignment that I'm keen on? That decision gets made when I'm not in the room. Yeah. So this is where this issue of we've got to manage what is the brand that people are th- – seeing or feeling about me when I'm not in the room. Right. So you uh, know what's being said about you, in other words. Pretty much. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm also thinking, who are my advocates? You know, yeah. what's my network here? And networking is a huge part of career, but not networking going out and, you know, having cocktail functions. Yeah. I'm talking about who are the people that I can truly 
trust to be my advocates because- And do they get your brand? Are they seeing you the way you want to be seen? Yeah. Correct. And and, and a lot of the time, if people honestly ask themselves those sorts of questions, you know, the answer is not so, well, I don't know. I don't Mm. know who's my advocate or I don't know what my brand is. That's the part you need to own. Yeah. Right. So two or three things. Is that what we're looking at? You know, you want your advocates to think about two or three distinctly things about you. Yeah, well, I'll give a yes, absolutely. Simple. And, and, you, key and, brand to, and for those two or three key brand attributes, you will have provided some way subtly evidence to them that you're capable of uh, fulfilling that. A- absolutely. And, and I'll just give a, the last thing, perhaps, as a very quick tip is uh, what we say about ourselves is you know, reinforces our brand. So, practically, if someone runs into you in the lift at work today and says, How are you going, mate? If your answer is, oh, flat out, or, oh, it's full on, it's all happening, God, it's all, you know, it's a, it's mm. a nightmare. Well, guess what? You've just reinforced the brand attribute that Rob Barmer equals chaos. Yeah. Rob Barmer equals out of control. Rob Barmer equals stressy, whatever. Whereas if, if you were to answer that question, uh, you know, in a way that was aligned with the sort of brand attribute thing that you're trying to pursue, it'd be things like, oh, look, terrific, mate, I'm working on some fantastic strategic stuff at the moment, which is so interesting. Or, Mm. you know, there's a lot of innovation going on at the moment, which just excites me a lot. That reinforces that brand attribute. So that's just a simple day-to-day thing that people could do literally today to start changing their brand. Yeah, great advice. As always, Rob Bummer, the the, the only problem is you're giving it to me 25 years too late. If only you'd spoken to me sooner, uh, I would have been <laughs> eminently more successful. But uh, you, you will have Bill, helped. it's never too late. It's never, never too late. Never too late, absolutely. Uh, and you'll be helping lots of others as well. Thanks for your time, Rob. Great to talk as usual. Thanks, Phil. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. There we are, Rob Barmer, Managing Director, Engineer and Rockstar. So what's your brand? It's clear what his brand is, but what's your brand? And does everyone know it? And are you using it to determine what you do and how you get to use that to win those jobs? Do you use your brand to get those jobs based on who you are? All big questions, aren't they? That's it for this time on the Executive Central Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. Rob and I will be back again very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.